All right, yes, I missed last week, but I'm here now, so that's that's really all that matters. Listen, it's Wednesday. Welcome to Falling Upward. Let's get to it. What is up, guys? I feel like it's been forever, even though it was just one week. Um, how is quarantine going for you i feel like i say that every episode but i'm i'm a little over it right now i i go i go through like little phases and right now i'm kind of over it a lot of <laughs> a lot of america is over it. everyone's out and pretending like the pandemic is over it's definitely not um yeah i'm just it's warm outside so i'm missing like hanging out with my friends and stuff um but i will i will survive Last week I had um, some finals. That's why I couldn't couldn't find time to make an episode. Finals week is, I mean, I guess it's always hectic. It was hectic last semester, but because everything's at home, you kind of forget. <laughs> I just forget about assignments and like I don't know. It was just really chaotic. So I needed to focus on that and get everything done. Uh, and put all my effort in time and energy into that. So that's why I wasn't here, but I'm here now. Before we get started, um, I just want to say thank you to everyone that's been supporting me the past couple of weeks and listening and, uh, you know, all of that great stuff. It means a lot to hear your feedback and to see you interacting uh, with me and with each other about the podcast on social media. So thank you for that. If you're not following me already uh, on Instagram, it's falling.upward with two eyes in falling. Falling.upward with two eyes in falling. Um, yeah, just follow me on Instagram. I post on there as much as I can. Social media is a lot of work, <laughs> not gonna lie. Um, but yeah, follow me on there. That way you'll know when the episodes are up because sometimes we have instances like last week when I couldn't post. Um, and so if you're not following me on social media, then you won't know that I wasn't posting last week. You'll just realize that there's no episodes. So that's that. And I wanna shout out the young speakers again because they're working with me and bearing with me as I. Um, you know, plan out the next couple of uh, prayers. So make sure you're keeping an eye out for those. Um, there will be a prayer every third episode this season. And the final prayer will uh, conclude this season of Falling Upward. So make sure you're um, following me on Instagram. Uh, if you're listening on Spotify, then be sure to follow Falling Upward on Spotify. That way you'll know when the new episodes are up and, um, yeah, you'll be all caught up. So today I wanted to talk about humility. I, I actually have been kind of working on this and planning on, on uh, talking about this for a while. And I just wanted to be sure that when I did, it was uh, definitely the right time to do it. I just try to be careful about that. So today we're going to talk about humility, um, probably not in the way that you think. I know that when I started studying humility and what um, truly means and how we've misinterpreted it, um, I was I was kind of like, I don't know, shook, I guess, because I just didn't 
realized that I had been uh, living in this sense of false humility for a very long time. So I don't, if you follow me um, on Instagram, uh, a couple of, I think last month actually, uh, I posted a, a question sticker on Instagram stories. Um, so, you know, anytime I am figuring out a new episode, that's most likely what I will do is ask you guys questions so that I can um, figure out, you know, what you guys want to hear. So once again, follow me on there. But I posted a question asking what uh, you guys think of when you hear the word humility. And I got about 20 of the same answer, um, which is I kind of expected it. So, um, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. I just wanted to see where your heads were at. But um, almost everyone said humility is serving others. And that is not, you know, false, um, but that is only part of it. Um, a lot of people said it means not having pride um, or it means not thinking of yourself as higher or better than others. So all of these are good. Um, I wanted to kind of take a different angle uh, just because, like I said, I even had a misperception of, of what the fullness of walking in humility looks like. Not to say that these bits and pieces don't matter and that they're not... Um, a part of it at all but there's there's more to it and so that's what I want to um, explore today you know God calls us to walk in humility but I think along the way uh, you know we lose sight of what it means to fully do that right um, and so it doesn't solely mean uh, serving others or not having too much pride um, you know, that that's part of it. Um, but I believe that God wants us to see humility in a different light and fully understand what he meant when he called us to walk in it. Um, you know, when we prayed a couple weeks ago and we were praying about this time in uh, isolation being a time of awakening for the church this things like this are a part of the awakening getting a better understanding or a, a, um, a new understanding of of the word and what God had, has called us to do and so that's why I, I believe that this is so important because there is um, a boldness to walk in when you're living a life in pursuit of Christ. If we are going to go out and, and you know make disciples, we have to be sure of what we're saying. We have to be sure about what we're doing. There's a level of boldness um, that we should be walking in. So anyway, uh, that is part of humility, but we'll, we'll get there when we get there. Um, to be humble, though, does not mean to be you know lowly or weak. Um, it, the two are not synonymous and it is important for us to remember that you know in order to walk in the fullness of who god wants us to be we have to understand that it's not being weak it's not being passive or you know anything like that part of understanding what it means to walk in humility is having an understanding of your identity in christ um who he calls you what he calls you, and living that out. So for me, I um, 
when I say that I was operating in this false humility, um, I was always afraid of, not afraid, but I was careful to not be too proud of my accomplishments or too proud of my gifts or things like that because um, I thought that that was, that's what humility looked like. Acting like I didn't know that I could do certain things. And so when people acknowledged them, it was like, oh, okay, thanks. <laughs> not really knowing how to respond to it and things like that. Um, which then turned into just, you know, low self-esteem. Um, because when you're not constantly reminding yourself of, of what God calls you, um, you know, who he calls you to be, if you don't have an understanding of that, um, then it's very easy to operate outside of those things, right? Um, but overall, I just thought, you know, being humble meant pretending you didn't know what people were talking about when they complimented you or something like that. In my mind, you know, not taking credit was my way of, of surrendering my gifts. <laughs> Pretending that I didn't know they were there was my way of saying, okay, God, this is yours. You know, I don't want to become um, puffed up about any of these things. But God does not want us to act that way, okay? Um, we will we'll dive into that, but God does not want us to act that way. Um, and for the longest time, and I still deal with this um, on a day-to-day, um, but I have grown in this area a little bit, um, but I despised getting compliments from people um, for multiple reasons, but mainly because I just didn't know how to respond to them. Um, and I thought it was too prideful of me to accept them. Um, so I just, I don't know. I, I obviously would say thank you, you know, to whatever it was. But in my mind, I was like, yeah, I can't really, I can't, I can't accept that. <laughs> to a certain extent, I also believe that uh, acknowledging my skill at something was nearly uh, sinful. Um but, you know, this is so far outside of, of what God asks of us and what he wants for us. So let's, let's look at the formal uh, definition of humility. Webster, Merriam-Webster Dictionary defines humility as not proud or haughty, not arrogant or assertive. Um, and so when I spoke to uh, some of my friends about it and, you know, again, put the question on Instagram, um, a lot of people gave me this definition of you know not being arrogant or proud um and it's not wrong I'm not saying that it's wrong there's just more to it let's look at uh Colossians 3 and 12 therefore as God's chosen ones holy and dearly beloved put on compassion kindness humility gentleness and patience I think, you know, because of the way humility is mentioned here, it can be overlooked. Um, but it is important to understand that every single word in the Bible is definitely there for a reason. And so humility wasn't, you know, just thrown in the mix for fun or as a, a suggestion or anything like that. Um, you know, so there it is. The Bible calls us to be humble. No way of getting around it or avoiding it. Um, and if you do, you're living in sin. You know, so don't do that. Um, I 
want you to understand that the simple fact that God tells us to do something is reason enough to do it. Okay. Another scripture for you, Zephaniah 2 and 3. We're going somewhere. I just, I'm dropping these so that I can um, get to the bigger point. I want to give you these first. Okay, Zephaniah 2 and 3. Seek the Lord, all you humble of the land who do his just commands. Seek righteousness, seek humility. Perhaps you may be hidden on the day of the anger of the Lord. I, I do want to note that when we quote scriptures like this, when you hear scriptures like this, um, it's important that we don't pull them out of uh, context just to fit, you know, what we're talking about in that moment. I see that often and I don't want to do that to you. So um, just some background. The book of Zephaniah is set in Jerusalem and was written to the people of Judah to uh shake them out of their complacency and urge them to turn to God, right? Um, you know, ultimately so that they could avoid experiencing his wrath, right? Destruction was coming because Judah had turned away from God. They had forsaken God. Um, and they had worshiped all these other gods and the stars in heaven. And Judah had no sorrow uh, for its sins. They were not repentant. And, you know, God's demands for righteous living seemed irrelevant for them. So let's read that verse again now that you have um, that context. Seek the Lord, all you humble of the land who do his just commands. Seek righteousness, seek humility. Perhaps you may be hidden on the day of the anger of the Lord. So to escape God's judgment, we have to listen to him. Accept his correction right? Trust him and seek his guidance. Accepting God uh, as our savior allows us to escape his condemnation. This is what humility looks like, okay? To not be too consumed with what's happening around us, what we've obtained, Uh, and, and to remember to constantly look to God. He is the one true source of life. He is the only thing that we can turn to. He's the only thing that works. Um, and so in this case, um, the people of Judah were looking to everything else, essentially. Um, and that's why destruction was coming, right? So we have to look to him. That is what humility looks like. Let's look at another um, another verse, Matthew 18, 1 through 4. Again, let's get some uh, context for it. So um, the book of Matthew, um, we're in the New Testament now, is set in multiple places. Uh, Bethlehem, uh, Jerusalem, Galilee, Judea, uh, Capernaum, I think. Um, because it follows the life of Jesus before and after his death and resurrection. So um, it, it was also originally written to the Jews, right? So Jesus taught people um, through his sermons, illustrations, and uh, parables, right? And through this, um, he showed what it truly meant to have faith and how to avoid living a fruitless and hypocritical life. Um, you know, so we know Jesus was sent by God and is therefore worth listening to. Um, because he lived what he taught. 
So Matthew 18, one through four, right? At that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? He called a little child to him and placed the child among them. And he said, truly, I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever takes the lowly position of this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. So to be, there's a distinction. To be childlike and childish are two completely different things, right? And we shouldn't get them confused. Um, To be childish is known as uh, being immature. And that is definitely not what Jesus is asking of us, right? Um, But to be childlike is to always look to him for guidance. To always put our desires um, and our thoughts aside. But to look to him, right? One example of this, um, you know, could be figuring out if, you know, something that is on your heart is what God wants for you. Um, right now, I, you know, I just finished my freshman year of college, which is so weird to think about still. Um, but I just did that. And so even though I'm only a sophomore, I because the first year went by so fast, I was like, okay, I really need to be thinking about what's gonna happen after I graduate Um, because I know that that's not the end of the uh, journey for me. So I've been like, you know, looking at different um, graduate programs and things like that. But everything that I have looked at, um, every program that I have interest in, every school that I um, have developed interest in, I. I'm like, okay, I like all of this stuff. I'm like, but God, this <laughs> this life is yours. So whatever is to come of it, let it be. Um, that is that is my way of walking in humility in that area, remembering that I do not know what's best for me, right? I think we talked about this maybe the first episode, um, but you know, constantly remembering who's in control and therefore looking to Him for guidance. And so everything that I've uh, looked at I'm I'm praying about it first and I'm you know even though I have these things that I want um, you just have to remain prayerful about those type of things and ask for guidance and so that's that's how I'm um, putting that into practice so now that we've gotten you know kind of in an understanding of humility um, I want to shift a little bit to understanding our identity in Christ and then we'll bring everything together um, So just stick with me, okay? So again, it's it's important for you to know and and really know um, that humility is is so much more than you know just being nice to other people or serving them. Um, You know, there's another layer to it. So when you're walking in humility, you're giving up control and and making the decision, like I said earlier, not to go after your own desires. to be humble is to acknowledge that you cannot live this life in your own strength. Therefore, you know, that means walking in the fullness of who God wants you to be and doing all that he wants you to do, um, living right according to his will and not your own. I was talking to my sister about this a couple weeks ago and we were laughing about it, but it's it's so true. What I've noticed and even like some of my friends um, and I were talking about it. We've seen that the 
the common narrative amongst you know Christians today is that we are nothing but dirt and grace you know filthy rag that has been saved by Jesus and deeply loved by him and there's there's truth to that I'm not you know saying that that is false um but the fault in this the problem with this um is that a lot of people continue to call themselves those things terrible people you know a dirty rag and they never call themselves what God calls them and so you know then what identity are you walking in truly right because you're still identifying with um the old you so to speak um the dead man you're still identifying with him so what identity are you walking in humility doesn't mean you know walking in a way that ignores the things that God calls us and pretending that the redemption never happened, right? And if you're going to call yourself of dirt and grace, then we have to acknowledge that that grace, right? That has brought us into this new place. So, um, you know, Jesus didn't die for us to continue to see ourselves as garbage, essentially, right? Um, and, you know, that might be harsh, but that's, that's the truth. There is a difference between walking in who God wants us to be and walking in a prideful manner that pushes us to think that we're, you know, better than others or even worse on the same level as God. A couple of weeks ago, I was talking to a very close friend of mine um, and they were so like discouraged um, because they felt like they didn't do a, a good job with what God had had asked them to um, and so they kept beating themselves up about it and and refused like really refused to believe that everything that everyone was saying was true all the compliments that they had been getting from loved ones about it and um you know keep up the good work and all that stuff it was like eh, I don't really think that I did that great and I've done that multiple times too. Um, leading worship, sometimes I feel that way. It's like oh, people are like, "That was so great," you know. And I'm like, "Yeah, okay, thanks." <laughs> and I go home and I'm like, "God, I'm so sorry. I did a terrible job." Um, but here's where I'm going with this, right? When God instructs us to do something, we are to completely lean on Him. Uh, to give us, you know, the strength and the provision to do whatever that thing is. And so once it's been done, if you know that you've done those things, you've kept your eyes on him and you've followed his guidance and you did what you were supposed to do, then you did well. You know, don't fall into this place of shame thinking it's you practicing humility. It's not. There is a huge difference between humility and pride. And so it is okay and very possible, right, to feel like, I, you know, I did really well about this thing and not be puffed up about it, right? And on top of this, you know, when people say well done, it can very well be God's way of reassuring you because it's like, all right, well, you won't listen to me. I'm going to send people that you have been listening to. But then when you turn away from that, you know, you will fall into um, this, this place of shame. Not to say that you are looking for validation from other people. Um, but God can most definitely use the people that you were connected to. So, you know, know that it is him working through them. You know, don't be so hard on yourself. And I'm speaking to myself, too, because I am a perfectionist um, when it comes to different things. And 
you know, even with the podcast, like I have episodes that I haven't uploaded yet because I'm just like, yeah, no, I, I, I got to fix that or I got to adjust this or the audio doesn't sound good here. Or like, you know, but I am confident that when you are fully dependent on him and he is working through you, what needs to get done will get done. You are a child of the king. And though we are sinners, he never sees us the way we do. And so there's no need to live a life centered around those false identities. I was, I was talking to, you know, the same close friend about this. And they said um, something really interesting, actually. He said, I, I think the root of us not seeing ourselves as God does is that in some ways we're scared of being called arrogant, like I mentioned earlier. The thing is, that idea of us being quote-unquote filthy has validity, but that's supposed to be the old us. The new us are co-heirs with Jesus who labels us not even as sinners, although we do sin, but saints. God called Adam and Eve good like the rest of creation, and though they were fallen, salvation renews a process of restoration that promises to bring us to a similar goodness when the work is done. As such, no, we are not perfected, but we do walk in the glory of the one who was truly good. You know, the Bible constantly and when i say constantly i really mean constantly there are tons and tons of scriptures that i could give to you um, but the bible constantly reassures us, us of our identity in christ um, so i'm going to share some of those with you and break them down so we can you know really understand what god is saying about us um, ultimately truly it is my prayer that god would tear down the opinions that you've built up about yourself um, and allow you to see yourself the way he does so that then you can, you know, fully live out the life he predestined for you, right? That is the goal. So let's, let's look at Romans 6 and 6. Um, all of the scriptures that I'm reading to you, I, I meant to mention this in the beginning, but all the scriptures that I'm reading to, the translation that I'm reading from is Holman Christian Standard Bible. So if it reads differently from yours, that is the translation that I'm reading. But Romans 6 and 6, for we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be rendered powerless so that we may no longer be enslaved to sin. We are absolutely incapable of reaching, you know, any, any divine level of greatness on our own, okay? Being filled by the Holy Spirit and relying on the provision from God allows us to reach such heights. Um, you know, for a lot of people, the things that God calls them to can seem unattainable. And I've been in that position uh, multiple times and... You know, we may feel as though we know ourselves well, um, and, and because of that, we begin to doubt our capability to reach those things. Um, but the error in that, right, the error in that is if we continue to rely on our own strength to get there, we never will. And so we'll prove ourselves right in, in the idea that I can't do this. No, you can't. 
right? The purpose behind realizing your identity in Christ is to then say, okay, God, if this is what you say about me, show me how to live that out, right? Part of salvation and restoration is no longer living according to uh, our own perceptions of things, such as what it means to be good or in, or, you know, in this case, humble. Okay, next up, I have two more for you after this, and we're going to pull everything together. But next up, we've got Colossians 3, verse 1 through 3. So if you have been raised with Christ, seek the things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things, for you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. So like I said earlier, your life is not your own, right? Accepting Jesus and salvation means giving your life to him. Um, and so therefore you are just the vessel. It, you know, your life is not your own. It's not yours to mishandle. It's not yours to underestimate. It's not yours to treat poorly. It's not yours to waste. Your life is hidden with Christ in God. And so you must treat it that way, right? To walk beside him with great humility means to accept what he says with you. There is death and resurrection, which means every part of of you that existed before salvation has to die, including, right, the toxic mindsets that lead you to live a life of false humility. Okay? Let me let me say that again. There is death and resurrection, right? Which means that every part of you that existed before salvation before the resurrection has to die including the toxic mindsets that lead you to live a life of false humility living in constant pain you know tiptoeing on the broken pieces of yourself bleeding and smiling passing that off as submission that's that's not the life that we are meant to live we are not meant to live a deceived life this this is not humility either right we are raised with christ and there is new life in him stick with me stick with me we're almost <laughs> we're almost there <laughs> first john 3 1 through 3 and this translation is actually uh niv see what great love the father has lavished on us that we would be called children of god and that is who we are the world does not know us because it did not know him. Dear friends, now we are children of God and what we will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. If we want to experience the, the fullness of God's love, um, we are to walk in who he is calling us to be you know why would god even open salvation if he didn't think we needed it to be accepting of it means to abandon the things that we think of ourselves that are not in alignment with what god thinks right like i said earlier and so if we're claiming that jesus is truly lord it is also in part an acknowledgement that though i am fallen i am claiming the goodness that jesus had as my own and will pursue it until he restores all. 
you know, the, the, the Christian process is a constant evolution. And so this process will not be complete until we see Christ face to face. However, knowing that this is our ultimate destiny should be our motivation to purify ourselves, right? Meaning remaining morally upright and free from sin. Surely uh, God purifies us, but there is action that we have to take to remain clean. For me, I think taking action has meant whenever I lose sight, um, sitting down and just talking to God about the fact that I've lost sight. Um, and, and that's always an uncomfortable conversation to have with him because it's like, uh, I don't really want to tell you that I'm straying away. <laughs> but in order for me to get back, I need to acknowledge that. So um, anytime that I have lost sight of, of who God has called me to be, um, sometimes I am reading these scriptures or I am just spending uh, time with him. I think I mentioned this in another episode too, is sometimes I'm just sitting at my piano, like playing music and worshiping. And in that moment, um, because I am doing what I was made to do, right? I'm, I'm worshiping. I regain um, an understanding of, of why God has me here, what God says about me, um, and all of those things. I, I just, in those moments, just ask God to, to speak to me. Um, and I think the important thing with that is not having any expectations uh, of what he's going to say right the only expectation that i have is that whatever god says is going to be true and it's going to stand um it whatever he says will not wither away or fail those are the expectations i have but when i when i say not having expectations i mean you know not expecting him to say what you want to hear or not expecting him to say something that coddles your current position um but for him to say whatever is whatever you need to hear um, in order to keep you in alignment with him or to get you into a place where you're back where you're supposed to be, right? Um, and so I think a lot of people, when they are in search of the voice of God, they either expect it to sound a certain way audibly or um, they just expect a certain outcome. And because of that, because they have different expectations than what is, um, they think that you know, God has failed them or he's not speaking. I've, I've been there multiple times. Um, one thing that I have been learning is that however God is going to speak to me is going to fit uh, the season that I am in. And so if he was speaking to me in a, a, a certain way in the last season, um, those words fit the, that season those words needed to be heard because of where I was then um, but I, I can't expect the same thing now because things have changed and so in my relationship with God I kind of uh, had to and I was telling I was telling someone about this the other day I had to learn um, to not settle not to unpack but to leave my bags at the door so that when it's time to move um, I'm not confused. I'm not wondering why God's not speaking, but I know 
things have changed. Um, and so when you, I've, it may seem like I'm, I'm going a little off the, off the rails here, but just bear with me. Um, when you're developing this life of humility and constantly looking to God, you're, uh, you know, building a relationship with him. And therefore you get an understanding of his character, right? When you're staying in the word and you're getting to know him and then you begin to understand, okay, this is God speaking, or this is not God speaking. This is my heart speaking to me. Right. Um, and so then it is just a matter of which one you are going to take heed of. So, you know, when we, when our minds are filled with um, these false ideas of ourselves, it's, you know, you need to ask yourself, who's speaking right now? Who's speaking to me and who am I going to listen to? Am I going to remind myself of what God says? Um, or am I going to stick with these things that I am saying about myself? Because I've gotten to know this person right and so it's easier for me to uh, cling to these things whether they're good or bad this is what I've gotten to know and we I, I feel like I talk about um, you know that level of comfort every week because it's important to understand that um, it's a common thing and it may not be something that you always realize but it does happen and so when we're talking about understanding your identity in Christ it's a lot easier to fall into that place of false humility where I think lowly of myself or I'm weak or I am passive or you know anything like that um, in an effort to not come off as arrogant or not be prideful um, but in order like I said earlier in order to live out what God wants us to live out we have to remind ourselves of who God says we are because we have to walk in those things in order to live out what he's calling us to live out. If we're not filling the mold of the things that God has called us to be, then it's going to be very difficult when we get to a point where we feel like we're not capable or we are inadequate when you very well are, but you don't know that you are because you haven't been reminding yourself of those things. And so therefore you, you're not walking in those things, right? You might have to go back and replay that a couple of times, but it's just something for you to think about and hopefully it'll alter your way of thinking. All right, I got one more for you. <laughs> one more scripture for you. This is also NIV. First Peter 2 and 9. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. So I really want you to take in every single word of this one. Um, there's something that changes in, in my heart when I read that I am God's special uh, possession, that he values me in such a way. Um, and so, you know, it's important for you to remember this as well. Your value does not come from what you achieve or, you know, what others think or say about you or, or even what you think about yourself. Okay. But your value comes from being God's child and you have worth because of God's work in you, not by any work or strength of your own. So that's kind of, that's. That's what I wanted to lay out for you. 
um, just getting a, a better understanding of humility, knowing that we have to walk, um, have an understanding of humility and then understanding of our identity so that when those things partner with each other, we can truly live out what God is calling us to live out. Um, you know, being humble involves having a, a, a true perspective about ourselves. It, it doesn't mean that we should put ourselves down. Um, you know, before God, we are sinners, saved only by God's grace. Um, but we are saved and therefore have, have great worth in God's kingdom. Um, so there is a, a boldness that one can walk in when, when they truly understand this. I think next week we're going to talk about understanding what, what God has for you because I, um, or, or how you know when it's something that God wants for you and when it's not, um, because I know that that can be hard to understand as well. I struggle with it from time to time. I'm not perfect in any way, shape or form. Um, so we will talk about that next week because I know I pointed at that a lot today. Um, but I hope that, you know, you got something good today and that it was um, helpful to you, gave you a new understanding of humility, um, a new perspective. And like I said, you might have to go back and listen to a couple things. I talk really fast sometimes. It's not on purpose. It just happens. So... I have to go back but at the same time whether I talk fast or not it's just a lot of content and I really want you to grasp it so if you're following me on social media then we can chat on there um, because I would love to hear from you um, so make sure you're following me um, you know all of that information will be in the description of this episode no worries um, but yeah I hope that you got something good this week because the the whole purpose of this is so that you can grow that is what this specifically this time in quarantine is providing for us is a time of growth um, and like I said earlier awakening so that we can operate efficiently um, in the kingdom thank you so much for listening um, like I said earlier thank you for supporting me this is a lot of fun I love interacting with y'all I love hearing from y'all um, and it is an honor to present all of these things to you that God has given me. I am humbled that you would, <laughs> humbled. I am, <laughs> uh, okay, sorry. I am humbled that you would, you know, position your heart to hear from God through me. Um, I don't take that lightly. So thank you again for listening. Um, I love all of you and I will see you next week. <laughs>